Welcome to the Creating Wealth Podcast, where Kyle Curtin takes you on an extraordinary journey alongside renowned multifamily real estate sponsors and syndication experts from every corner of the United States. We teach you how to harness the power of passive real estate investing and witness the transformation of your wealth building strategy. Let's create wealth together. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to today's short form episode. Today, I wanted to share a lesson that I learned very recently that I'm very excited to have learned. Um, It was a, a little bit of a hard lesson but a very, very good one that I'm definitely going to, uh, you know, continue to use the principle that I learned from that for many, many years to come in pretty much every different area of my life. So essentially, don't half-ass what you're doing. <laughs> and my my point behind that here, guys, is so many of you guys know that, um, so on my three-family building in Lemonster, uh, over the past past six-ish months or so, I was furnishing the unit and, um, you know, turning that unit into a medium-term rental, you know, for traveling nurses, digital nomads, uh, other types of traveling professionals and that type of thing. And essentially the mentality that I had um, going in up until getting it, you know, fully furnished and listed the first time because I ended up listing it twice, because the first time didn't work out. Um, and essentially, the uh, what had happened, um, you know, throughout that period of time, is when I first, you know, kind of heard about the idea of doing furnished housing, and, you know, having a little bit of a different strategy, instead of just, all right, you know, the walls are painted, units clean, everything's hunky-dory, let's toss it on Zillow, we'll toss it on the MLS, and get that thing rented up. Well, essentially, when I first heard about the MTR strategy, I looked on FurnishFinder.com, the data version of that site. I don't know if it's like FurnishFinder.com slash data or something like that. But if you Google Furnished Finder data, um, this website will be the, the first search result. And essentially, what that is, is basically you're able to view data for um, particular markets that you're in for uh, searches over the past 12 months. Um, You're able to tell like the median, um, you know, rent by the room price, rent by the entire place price. You're able to see, you know, what units are listed for uh, furnished housing, you know. And essentially on this, the data version of this site, uh, I really like the numbers that I saw for Lemonster, you know, and especially some of the comps and that type of deal. So that is where I got my justification that, you know, this strategy would be one that could be pretty lucrative, you know, and I wasn't a hundred percent sold on it. Um, but I was very close and I was confident enough in the data that was provided to be able to, you know, have confidence in continuing um, to kind of shift this unit into a different direction. You know what I mean? So essentially, the mentality that I had was, how can I get an 100% proof of concept while being as cost effective as I can at the same time? 
And it sounds all hunky dory, right, guys? Like, you know, my thinking was, was, oh, you know, I'll I'll furnish this unit, you know, I'll I won't go all out, but you know, I'll I'll do okay. I'll make it, you know, pretty, pretty decent. Um, not spectacular, but pretty, pretty decent to be able to essentially keep my costs on the lower side, which were in the the thousands anyway, you know what I mean? Um, you know, to to kind of change up the model a little bit from a long-term unit. Um, and essentially you know, I'll try to keep things as cheap as I can, list it, and then, you know, I'll get the, uh, once I see that, like, this strategy works 100%, then I'll put a little bit more money in, you know, for higher quality furniture, for, um, you know, like, rugs and, and nice TV stands, like, big, you know, flat screen TVs with Roku and, like, all that stuff, um, you know, redoing cabinets, like, the whole nine yards, right? And I listed it the first time. I didn't get any bites on it for like two weeks. And the other part of that conversation is I was also focusing a lot on the syndication end, you know? So I was like, all right, you know, like this, uh, the MTR finally, you know, furnished all that type of deal. I'll take some quick pitches. You know, I, I won't send it to a professional photographer because that's a good idea, you know, because we're trying to save costs here. <laughs> um, and essentially... You know, like I'll just like list it on the website. Like, you know, it'll probably take a couple weeks for it to to list and that type of thing. And, you know, I could just focus on my syndication stuff and and building that that arm of the brand. You know what I mean? And eventually, you know, people will start to reach out and I'll just address them as they come up, you know, and it should get rented pretty soon. Well, a few weeks goes by. And then I think I think it was the third week that went by after that. And I started to ask questions. And essentially, like, I got a lot of feedback um, from different folks in the MTR and STR, short-term rental arena. Um, and I, I got some advice that uh, was a, a little tough to hear, um, but it was very realistic. And I'm, I'm incredibly glad, um, you know, to have those particular people in my life and um, able to, to just be honest with me, you know what I mean? And be like, oh, hey, dude, like, you kind of half-assed this thing. And it's something that I incredibly, I'm incredibly appreciative for, right? Because it made me uh, essentially take a step back, look at the unit, you know, listen to some of the suggestions, um, you know, like move some furniture around and that type of deal. And yeah, it's it's something that I never really saw. You know what I mean? And like I mentioned in the beginning, that mentality of like basically trying to save a couple bucks and just get it good enough. Uh, you know, to get the thing, get the MTR off the ground and running and I'll pour money in almost as if it's kind of like a stop loss, um, automatic stop loss in the equities markets. You know, like you set your rule for like, you know, if this goes below 8%, then, you know, it's an instant sell. You know what I mean? Like at the next available point or whatever. It was, it was essentially like a very, very loose um, principle along the same lines as that. Right. And yeah, so that's basically no way to do it. And let me tell you that that lesson in itself proved ridiculously valuable. And I'll tell you why in a couple minutes, um, including actually today, something I something clicked in my brain, um, you know, for something completely different, but utilize this same principle as well. And now I have an awareness of it. So now, you know, you can kind of carry that lesson into 
uh, further endeavors, even outside of the world of real estate and, and business, you know, but anyway, so yeah, I mean, that's, that was basically the, um, basically, you know, kind of the gist of that. And essentially what had happened was the, um, yeah, the, the unit wasn't rented. I ended up taking it down and I ended up, you know, taking, um, some of the very good suggestions from, you know, a couple of my, my really close friends. Um, I can't talk right. <laughs> um, yeah. So essentially like some of the things that really jut out at, jutted out at me are, you know, painting the kitchen cabinets, white, sanding them down, making them look all pretty, like cleaning up the hardware handles, that type of deal. Um, you know, uh, the laundry, uh, having a washer dryer on site was, is a non-negotiable. I found that out the hard way. And the reason that, that I say that is I do have washer dryer hookups on site. Um, but it's, it's kind of quirky from the get go. Cause my building is, is definitely a lot older. Um, probably like 150 ish years plus minus. I, I haven't really looked, but it's probably something like that. And, uh, essentially like there's one set of washer machine hookups in the basement and there's uh electric dryer hookups within each of the three units you know so but like with the washer um you know the drain there was like a i want to say it was like a two inch uh pvc run that was like four feet above where the washer machine would sit you know so like there was no pipe like pump there or whatever to like pump it up like whatever you know and the thing was, was like, I go, I went into the other room and that PVC pipe, like it was, you know, just, uh, like ran through the hangers or whatever, like, um, you know, touching the, the joists above it or connected to those. And the pipe was just cut, you know, and like looking at my PVC, uh, main drain line, which was in the same room, there was no, um, uh, like tees with like a cap on it. There was no penetrations, like, like nothing. Right. Like it was just like some really weird stuff. Like, you know, this thing used to be hooked up back in the day, but now, now it's not <laughs> for whatever reason. So basically like I, one of the thing, one of the areas that I tried to cut corners in was essentially there was a, uh, a laundromat, like right around the corner from the house, like literally like walking distance. So I was like, oh, well, you know, like they can probably use that. Or else, you know, I'd have to pay a little over a thousand bucks to have a plumber repipe that line and connect everything back up, you know. And one of my other tenants actually bought a um, a washing machine that was a lot cheaper from Facebook Marketplace and ended up putting it in. And that's when I found out that the drain line wasn't hooked up because you could hear the water shooting onto the floor in the other room. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like. Basically, that was an area I tried. I tried to, you know, kind of, um, kind of see what would happen. And but basically, guys, like my my point being is, I uh, learned a very very important lesson, and it's something that I absolutely, you know, was passing on to you guys one way or another. And that is like you can't be half pregnant, especially when it comes to you know a lot of different entrepreneurial type of ventures, a lot of prop, you know, types of properties, businesses um you know what have you you know what i mean you either have to be all in and go freaking balls to the wall and and just you know put your all into it and and don't look back or it might be best and it might serve you better to not actually try it at all um you know if you're not looking to put the the full amount of time and 
um, you know, kind of uh, work through the learning curve and and that type of thing, you know. And it's it was a little bit of a, a hard lesson for me, you know what I mean? Um, because of, of course, you know the the projected dollar amounts for that unit, like the gross rents, look very freaking attractive. Um, I mean, even especially like even after you like paying utilities, you know what I mean? But yeah, so like the biggest lesson there was like I I screwed it up the first time with that. Um, nobody rented it because the market decided that I didn't most certainly did not do a good enough job. <laughs> um, had some friends, you know, give me some some really really good advice that I was incredibly um, appreciative for and and very uh, that was very you know loving of them uh, to be realistic and um and and real you know what i mean um and then i ended up going back making like a little scope of work i ended up you know painting the cabinets making making them look all like you know fresh and white and everything like a you know a bunch of layers of like new white paint cleaning everything up um i ended up buying these like puck lights off of amazon that had like a remote to them and stuff to go under the cabinets and it, it looked kick-ass guys like holy shit uh, <laughs> and they were only like 30 bucks but anyway um yeah you know and then i ended up having the plumber hook the line up again i ended up having professional uh pictures done and essentially just doing it the way that it should have been done the first time you know what i mean and it's like that was the thing that was a little tough is like i was committed but i was committed with a with a stop loss <laughs> with a contingency in a way you know of like or i should say i was like 80 percent committed because I, I mean, I was a little nervous, you know what I mean? Like, and, you know, not to mention like, yeah, you know, I looked at the data and the data proved all, you know, and I, I definitely trust the data to some degree, um, to a, a large degree rather on that website, but it wasn't proof of concept until the money was in my pocket from the first month's rent. You know what I mean? So it was, it was kind of one of those things, like I had faith, but not a hundred percent enough. Um, and I don't know if that's maybe just, uh, just a normal part of entrepreneurship, but I maybe not necessarily, you know, have kind of um, had some of those moments of just requiring to have immense faith, um, you know, to date yet, I, I should say of that degree. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of one of those things. Like sometimes guys, like there was an incredibly important lesson. Don't be half pregnant, either go all in or don't try it at all, you know? And to my point uh, a little bit earlier, one of the um, things that clicked in my mind today, I was talking to my buddy about, um, you know, going to the gym and, and that type of thing. And I was asking him and it was literally like on the way home from my day job today. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm like, not for nothing, man. I'm like, but is going to the gym, you know, ridiculously consistently being extremely committed to it, being all in. um basically like is it either like is it this does the same principle apply of like being ridiculously committed in in every way shape or form to going to the gym or just not going at all you know what i mean and like i don't know like whatever the other option is like it it doesn't really make sense to go like you know once or twice a week you know what i mean in my opinion like it's it, there's pretty much just the the two ends of that spectrum of like, you're going to put the freaking work in, you're going to be very committed, and you're going to get some pretty solid results over time. Or you're just not going to do it at all. But if you're somewhere in the middle, like you're probably not going to see any results. And you know, you might end up just quitting anyway, you know what I mean? But it's I'm excited because um, that 
principle now is is very ingrained of like all right dude like if if you want to go into something like you're all in you know what i mean like whatever that looks like you know um and i mean like even like one of those things like um the website which i i will plug in a minute <laughs> um the website for creating wealth creatingwealth.com I um I ended up, you know, paying somebody to a pretty reasonable amount of money to make that site, you know, and I, I've changed some things around a little bit uh, here or there, you know, in the recent past. But that was one of those things. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I'm not going to half ass this because it's going to turn out like crap. It's not going to give off, um, you know, that professional uh, entrepreneurial type of vibe that I'm trying to give off. And yeah, I'm like, you know what? Like, who not how? delegate the crap out of it you know basically supply the vision and give it to the integrator you know and in which case was uh a website designer on fiverr um and he did a i think he did a, a pretty solid job but not to get off track but yeah essentially guys that's my lesson for today is just don't half-ass it um as tempting as it can be sometimes especially when your faith isn't at 100 percent, you know in in a new venture and that type of thing just go all in, you know? And I mean, at least at that point, you know, that you put everything in, you put your front foot forward and, um, you know, like you, you can learn from a different set of variables at that point, instead of wondering what if, you know, I did those cabinets over, I added the washer dryer drain again. Um, and that type of thing. And by the way, I, I forget if I mentioned it, I don't believe that I did. But as soon as I got all of that stuff done, got the professional pictures done, posted it on Furnish Finder, Airbnb, like, you know, uh, Ale Solutions, like all of those freaking sites, there was a couple uh, that rented it from Airbnb for 33 days. And I got my first payout um, not too long after that. So it, just, it was just one of those kind of like, like full circle moments, you know, of like, wow, like it literally just witnessed a journey of like, getting dragged through the mud a little bit, learning a pretty crazy lesson, doing it, coming back again the second time, doing it right this time, and then um, actually getting paid at the end of it, you know, and now things have been going well, I've been getting a lot more inquiries. And yeah, you know, it sounds so simple, but it's I feel like that's one of those topics, guys, that like, especially when you're starting something new, like, like, you kind of want to like dip your toes in a little bit, like you don't want to go all in, because like, maybe it'll be for you, maybe it won't. And there's probably a balance to that, but my opinion and my mentality going forward is whenever I start something new, I'm going all in on it. You know what I mean? Cause like, you're, you're not going to know, you know what I mean? And it's, um, it's just one of those things. So, but already guys, this, uh, episode has gotten a little bit longer than usual, but I wanted to thank you guys so much for, um, for everything, you know, for listening to the podcast um especially with three times the amount of episodes coming out every week as before we're going from two long form interviews a month like three months ago to 12 episodes a month with a mixture of like three different types of episodes of long form short form um you know dividend episodes from uh like actionable bits from past episodes past interviews solo episodes long and short form like all kinds of stuff you know, just trying to give as, as much value as possible to, to our community, you know? Um, but yeah, if you guys could please leave a rating and a review on the show, please share this with your friends. If they're, you know, on the fence about, 
um, potentially starting something new, whether it's MTR, whether it's STR, whether it's a new venture, like whatever. Send this to them. You know, I, let them um, let them hear this story, you know, and uh, might be able to help. Also, if I can help in any way, shape or form, feel free to reach out to me, guys. Um, you can definitely email me. That's Kyle at creatingwealth.com. So K-Y-L-E at K-C-R-E-A-T-I-N-G-W-E-A-L-T-H.com. And already, my friends, I will see you in the next one. Goodbye. <laughs> That's a wrap for today's episode. We want to thank you for being a valued listener of the Creating Wealth Podcast. Make sure to visit www.creatingwealth.com to connect with us. Dive into our ever-expanding library of informative blogs. Get access to our private investor portal and explore a wide range of additional valuable resources. Stay tuned for our next episode as we continue to create wealth together.